اذاعه البيان تقدم لكم هذا البرنامج سائلين الله عز وجل ان ينفعنا به بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه ومن والاه اما بعد ايها الاخوه المستمعون السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته في الحلقه الماضيه ذكرنا الباب السابع عشر الذي عنوان البخاري تحته باب الفتنة التي تموج كموج البحر وذكرنا ما كان بين عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وبين حذيفة في أمور الفتن وأن عمر رضي الله عنه كان يسأل إذا كان أحد من الحضور عنده علم بالفتنة التي تموج كموج البحر فأخبره حذيفة أنه في مأمن منها وأن بينه وبينها باب ولما استفسر عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه عن هذا الباب أيكسر يفتح أم يكسر فقال بل يكسر فقال عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه إذا لا يغلق بعدها أبدا وأيضا يعني ذكر الإمام البخاري يعني ذكر تحت هذا الباب ثلاثة أحاديث نحن ذكرنا حديثا واليوم بمشيئة الله نذكر الحديث الثاني يقول الإمام البخاري حدثنا سعيد بن أبي مريم قال أخبرنا محمد بن جعفر عن شريك بن عبد الله عن سعيد بن المسيب عن أبي موسى الأشعري قال خرج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى حائط من حوائط المدينة لحاجته وخرجت في إثره فلما دخل الحائط جلست على بابه وقلت لأكونن اليوم بواب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ولم يأمرني فذهب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وقضى حاجته وجلس على قف البئر أي على حافة البئر فكشف عن ساقيه ودلاهما في البئر فجاء أبو بكر يستأذن عليه ليدخل فقلت كما أنت حتى أستأذن لك فوقف فجئت إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقلت يا نبي الله أبو بكر يستأذن يستأذن عليك قال أذن له وبشره بالجنة فدخل فجاء عن يمين النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فكشف عن ساقيه ودلاهما في البئر فجاء عمر فقلت كما أنت حتى أستأذن لك فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إئذن له وبشره بالجنة فجاء عن يسار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فكشف عن ساقيه فدلاهما في البئر فامتلأ القف فلم يكن فيه مجلس ثم جاء عثمان فقلت كما أنت حتى أستأذن لك فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إئذن له وبشره بالجنة معها بلاء يصيبه فدخل فلم يجد معهم مجلسا فتحول حتى جاء مقابلهم البئر فكشف عن ساقيه ثم دلاهما في البئر فجعلت أتمنى أخا لي وأدعو الله أن يأتي أن يأتي قال ابن المسيب فتأولت ذلك قبورهم اجتمعت هاهنا وانفرد عثمان
إذا مناسبة ذكر هذا الحديث في تحت هذا الباب قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لعثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه إنه إذن له وبشره بالجنة معها بلاء يصيبه معها بلاء يصيبه فكون البخاري يريد هذا الحديث تحت هذا الباب وهو ذكر الفتن التي تموج كموج البحر ليدل على أن ما حصل مع عثمان أنها من هذا الباب وأن فتنة عثمان كانت فتنة عظيمة اضطربت فيها أحوال الناس اضطربت فيها أحوال الناس فعثمان رضي الله عنه حصر في بيته مع أنه كان خليفة للمسلمين فحصر في داره في في المدينة التي هي دار المهاجرين والأنصار ومنع منه الماء وصلت عليه الأوباش بمحضر المهاجرين والأنصار وقتل وهو صائم ومصحفه في حجره وما نقم عليه إلا أنه كما يزعمون أنه كان يولي بعض الولايات لأقاربه وقد طلبوا منه أن يخلع نفسه من الإمامة بسبب ما نسب إليه فهو لم يرضى بذلك هو ولي بإجماع المسلمين بإجماع المسلمين عبد الرحمن لما استشار أهل المدينة في يعني في من يحبون أن يتولى أمر الخلافة التي انتهت بين أن تكون بين بين عثمان وعلي فكانوا لا يقدمون على عثمان أحدا فهو ولي بإجماع المسلمين ولم يقترف ولم يقترف أمرا يستحق أن يعزل من أجله فهذه هي مسألة هل, يعني هل يجوز للإمام إذا تم اختياره من أهل الحل والعقد هل يجوز للإمام للخليفة أن يعزل نفسه هذه المسألة من المسائل التي اختلف فيها العلماء فبعضهم يمنعون يمنعون ذلك ولا يجيزون للخليفة إذا تولى أمر المسلمين بتولية أهل الحل والعقد له لا يجوز له أن يعزل نفسه عن, عن هذا الأمر وأن يتخلى عن هذه المسؤولية وهذه الأمانة التي, التي وضعها أهل الحل والعقد في عنقه فإذا جمع من أهل العلم لا عندهم أنه لا يجوز أن يخلع نفسه فعثمان رضي الله عنه راعى المصلحة ورأى أن خلو المدينة من خليفة فيه مفسدة كبرى وأيضا لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عهد إليه عهدا قبل أن يموت وهذه من علامات وأمارات ودلائل نبوة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فهنا يعني بشره النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بالجنة مع مصيبة تصيب يعني مع بلاء يصيبه 
وقال له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عثمان إن ولاك الله هذا الأمر يوما فأرادك المنافقون أن تخلع قميصك الذي قمصك الله فلا تخلعه يقول له ذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث مرات ثلاث مرات هذا يعني سبب إراد البخاري لهذا الحديث وليستدل بهذه القصة على أن مقتل عثمان وما حصل له هي من الفتن الكبيرة التي تموج كموج البحر بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم uh, We began the chapter last week about uh, the chapter entitled The Tribulation that uh, moves like the, like the waves of the sea or that overcomes like the waves of the sea and we mentioned uh, the Imam al-Bukhari mentioned uh, narrated three hadiths in that regard and we mentioned the first one uh, which was uh, the narration of Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu ask, uh, or that Umar radiyallahu anhu was asking about uh, the fitan that overcome like the waves of the sea that Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu said to Umar that this you know this will not affect you because between you and that Tribulation is a door. And he asked, "Is that would that door be, be broken or would it be opened? He said, it will be broken. He said, because if it was opened, then there would be hope that it could be closed. But if it's broken, then there's no hope that it could be closed. And that was interpreted as being the killing of Umar radiallahu anhu. And we spoke about that last time. And Imam al-Bukhari mentions two other narrations. Uh, this narration, narrated from Sa'id ibn Abi Maryam, he said he was informed by Muhammad ibn Ja'far on the narration of Sharik ibn Abdullah from Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu that he said the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa went out to a wall which is a, a garden wall uh, of one of the gardens of Medina to fulfill a need possibly to relieve himself. And so Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu he said I went out following his steps. And so when he uh, entered the, that garden <coughs> I stood at the door of the of that wall, and he said to himself, "I will be today the uh, the doorkeeper of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, without him even asking me to do that, without his command for me to do that. He will volunteer to be the the gatekeeper of the Prophet sallallahu to maintain his privacy. So uh, the Prophet sallallahu fulfilled his need, and then he. <clears throat> and then he sat at the opening of a a, a well, and he uncovered his uh, his legs, so that he could sit in the well and dipped his legs into the well. And then Abu Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he sought permission to enter. So Abu Musa radiallahu anhu said, uh, "Stay where you are." Uh, until uh, until I seek permission for you. So Abu Bakr stood there until Abu Musa went to the Prophet وسلم, and said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, Abu Bakr is seeking permission to enter uh, upon you. And he said, Give him permission and give him glad tiding of paradise. And so Abu Bakr anhu, entered and he came to the right of the Messenger وسلم, and he uncovered his legs and he dipped his legs into the well. 
sitting on the right of the Prophet ﷺ. And then Umar anhu came and Abu Musa said to Umar, stay as you are until I seek permission for you. So he went to the Prophet ﷺ and sought permission. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, allow him, give him, grant him permission and give him glad tidings of paradise. And then Umar came in and he sat to the left of the Prophet ﷺ and he uncovered his legs and he dipped them in the well. And so the the opening of the well was full from the side of where the uh, the where, where you could sit, and so there was no other place to sit because they used to do the well and they used to have a place where they capture the water, so like a trough sort of thing on one side of the well. So now the Prophet ﷺ is sitting, and Abu Bakr on his right and Umar on his left dipping their feet in the in the well and so the well was now the 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 mouth of the well was uh, was open uh, and then Uthman radiallahu anhu came and then uh, Abu Musa al-Ash'ari said stay as you are until I seek permission for you and so the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said give him permission to enter and give him glad tidings of paradise due to a calamity that will befall him and so Uthman entered, and then he didn't find any space to sit with them on the opening of the well. And so he sat around the other side, opposite them, and he sat on the edge of the well. And he uncovered his legs, and he sat uh, يعني, dangling his legs into the opening of the well on the opposite side. هذا من كلام أبي موسى إن شاء الله سنتكلم بس عشان أعرف ترجمة الترجمة الصحيحة يعني أبو موسى يعني تمنى يعني أحد أحد من أخوانه أن يأتي حتى ينال البشارة بالجنة كان له أخ كان له يعني أخوان فتمنى أخا له يعني يعني أن يأتي لعله أن ينال هذا الفضل no. So Abu Musa radiallahu anhu, he said, I started to wish that a brother of mine would come and I would pray to Allah that he would that he would come so that he could also get a share in the dua of the Prophet وسلم, and the, his glad tidings of paradise. Because Abu Musa radiallahu anhu had two brothers and he wished that one of his brothers at least would come and and also achieve the, the dua of the Prophet uh, so what we learn from this hadith uh, is the main part of the hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu said to Uthman uh, that he said uh, to Abu Musa radiallahu anhu uh, give him permission to enter and give him the glad tidings of paradise due to a uh, tribulation that will befall him due to a disaster that will befall him. So Imam al-Bukhari radiallahu anhu narrated this hadith because of this because this is part of the tribulations that were before the Ummah, that people, due to this tribulation of Uthman, that the Muslims fell into great distress and confusion and dispute among each other. When uh, Uthman radiallahu anhu, he was surrounded and besieged, his home was besieged by some يعني, uh, lowly people, and they surrounded and besieged his house, demanding that he relinquished the post of Khalifa of the Muslims uh, and even though these people uh, they were in the presence in Medina of Muhajirin and Ansar 
And so these lowly people, compared to the Muhajirin and Ansar, يعني, uh, they took it upon themselves. Seeing the Muhajirin and Ansar accepting Uthman, they did not even have the courtesy to, to say that since the Muhajirin and Ansar are ex- accepting the leadership of Uthman, who are we not to accept it? But they took it upon themselves to protest and to demand the uh, the the abdication of Uthman radiallahu anhu and they accused him of appointing governors and leaders in governmental positions who were related to him uh, so what they call nepotism uh, as well uh, Uthman radiallahu anhu was appointed as the Khalifa by the consensus of the Muslims and so how could Uthman relinquish his post uh, and as well, Uthman radiallahu anhu did not do anything that was of an offense that would make it legitimate or necessary for him to abdicate his position and to relinquish his position. And uh, and there is a question that the scholars debate whether an appointed leader is allowed to uh, uh, يعني, uh, relieve himself of a of a responsibility that has been anointed to him by the Muslims. If the Muslims, the people of power and influence, have uh, anointed this position upon him, that it's not allowed for him to remove that that responsibility from himself willfully. Uh, So he cannot remove this responsibility from himself. This is what many of the scholars uh, adopted this opinion and, and it was based on this as well that Uthman radiallahu anhu didn't re- relinquish his position uh, and as well Uthman radiallahu anhu was looking, uh, was looking out for the benefit of the Muslims especially in Medina that if he was to abdicate there is no one uh, يعني, the Muslims would be without a leader and the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as well had given him a glad tidings of paradise based on a disaster that would befall him. And so he uh, knew that this would be the disaster. He had a strong inclination and feeling that this would be the disaster that would cause his demise and therefore fulfill the prophecy of the Prophet ﷺ. And as well in another incident, the Prophet ﷺ said to Uthman that, uh, that there will be people who try to remove from you a shirt uh, and, and so, do, so uh, يعني, it's, a, it's a metaphor for a responsibility. And he said, do, when you are asked to remove that shirt, do not remove it. And he repeated that three times. And so as well, these words of the Prophet ﷺ rang in the mind of Uthman. And this is why he did not comply with the aggressors, with the besiegers, with the rebels who came to uh, يعني, force the hand of Uthman and not take... Uh, the يعني, the command from the leaders of the Muslims. في هذا الحديث أبو موسى الأشعري رضي الله تعالى عنه أبو موسى الأشعري هو من أهل اليمن وعرف عنه رضي الله تعالى عنه حسن الصوت بالقرآن يعني فكان يعني من أجمل الناس صوتا بالقرآن. قال له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لقد أتيت مزمارا من مزامير آل داود فكان لأبي موسى أخواني وهما أبو بردة وأبو رهم 
فابو موسى الاشعري لما لما اذن لما اذن لابي بكر وبشره بالجنه يعني يعني نيابه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم او بامر من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وكذلك عمر يقول ابو موسى فجعلت اتمنى اخا لي يعني كان تمنى ان يحصل هذا الخير ويعني وان تحصل هذه البشاره لاخ له لاخ له يعني فهذه يعني هذا خير عظيم خير عظيم ان يبشر هل هناك اعظم من ان يبشر الانسان بالجنه لكن سبحان الله يعني كان يعني قدر الله عز وجل ان يحضر مع هؤلاء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه ولم يحضر ولم يحضر اخوه فانظروا الى الى يعني حب حب الاخ لاخي ليس يعني كاليوم يعني يتقاتل الناس يتقاتل الاخوه فيما بينهم على شيء يسير من حطام الدنيا ويتهاجرون يعني من اجل كلمه فاما ابو موسى فاحب ان ياتي اخوه لينال هذا الفضل لينال هذا الفضل وهذه البشاره قال ابن المسيب رحمه الله في نهايه الاحاديث فتاولت ذلك قبورهم اجتمعت ها هنا اي اجتماع الصاحبين بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الحجره وانفرد عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه بالباقي يعني لا ابن المسيب يعني نظر في هذا الحديث وراى ان ابا بكر جلس عن يمين النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وان عمر جلس عن يسار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وان عثمان لما اتى لم يجد له مكانا يعني بالجانب الذي كان عليه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فجلس في الجانب المقابل فابن المسيب تاول ذلك يعني قبورهم يعني اجتمعت ها هنا اي اجتماع الصاحبين بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الحجره وانفرد عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه بالباقي ان شاء الله يعني في الاسبوع القادم نتكلم عن الحديث الثالث الذي اورده الامام البخاري تحت هذا الباب و يعني الى ذلك الوقت نستودعكم الله والسلام عليكم The, the narrator of the hadith was Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu he is from the land of al-Yaman and he was known for his beautiful voice in the recitation of the Quran the Prophet sallallahu said to him you have been given a musical instrument like the instrument of Dawood alayhi salam he had two brothers Abu Burda and Abu Ruhm And when he saw the Prophet ﷺ giving the glad tidings of paradise to Abu Bakr and Umar and then later to Uthman, Abu Musa anhu wished that one of his brothers, Abu Burda, Abu Ruhm, at least one of them would come so that he would also get the, uh, uh, the glad tidings of the Prophet ﷺ of paradise. But it was the will of Allah 
that Uthman radiallahu anhu would be the third one that would come and the neither of the brothers of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari uh, would attend this gathering. And so this teaches us how a, a Muslim should wish for goodness for his brother, whether it's specifically his blood, blood brother or his generally his Muslim brother. Uh, not like how we see many times we ask Allah's protection that people are selfish. People think of only wishing for good for themselves and they do not wish for good for even their blood brothers, their Muslim brothers. Uh, and a lot of the time they will dispute with even their blood brothers over a simple matter. They will dispute because of a word that was said and, you know, mistakenly or out of context. And so it's very important for us to learn from this that we should always wish for goodness for our Muslim brothers and wish for them what we wish for ourselves and give them and, and actually wish for them that they are better than us and, and, and in a better position than us. Uh, the narrator of the hadith from Abu Musa who is Ibn al-Musayyib, Sa'id ibn al-Musayyib who is one of the greatest of the tabi'een, he said that I interpreted this prophecy and this incident to represent the graves of these aforementioned people. And so that was in fact true. For when the Prophet ﷺ passed away and he died, then Abu Bakr passed away and was buried next to the Prophet ﷺ. And then Umar died and as well was buried beside the Prophet ﷺ. So Abu Bakr and Umar were buried beside the Prophet ﷺ, whereas Uthman, was, there was no sufficient space for Uthman and so Uthman anhu was buried in Al-Baqi' and so Ibn al-Musayyib interpreted this incident subhanAllah to be represented in how that would be even in their graves may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with all of the companions of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us with them in paradise may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our sins and shortcomings and improve our character and our behavior and in uh, in the way that we deal with each other wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu alayhi wa ala nabiyyina muhammad wa sahbihi wa sallam قدم لكم هذا البرنامج من اذاعه البيان من سيدني صوت اهل السنه والجماعه